Palm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about a newest sponsor, Missouri Sports Bar and Grill. They've been in business for over 40 years. They're located at 701 Tucker Boulevard. They're the new home of the XFL STL Talk Show. Give them a call, 314-202-8791 if you want a place to order. Remember, they stay open at 3 a.m., and they're going to be the home where we'll be doing our tailgate for home and away games. That is Missouri Sports Bar and Grill, located at 701 Tucker Boulevard. They make you feel like at home because you are at home. Welcome to the A-Train Show. Radio personality, Isis Jones. I appreciated being appreciated. Sometimes yeah. that little thing alone can, can go a long way where somebody says, yeah, we, we might need you. And, and better yet, it was time. You know, I, I think the climate in St. Louis is, is, is good. Um, we always talk about the negativity, and I, and I always have a, a tendency to bring a, a lot more positivity to the situation. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I think y'all needed me. On the In The Zone Network. Hi. Hey, this is Ashley Wright of The Sports With Ashley podcast. If you're a fan of the In The Zone Network like me, you need to get your hands on some network gear from our online store. We got t-shirts, hoodies, bags, towels, and more. It's all here for you, our In The Zone fan. So get your hands on the latest gear at the In The Zone Network online store. Remember, your order is 100% backed by Teespring Satisfaction Guarantee. Go online today at teespring.com slash in-the-zone-network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you are listening to The Real In The Zone Network. This is it. The following program does contain language that some might find objectionable. Parental discretion is advised. How rude of me. Shadoota. This is living legend KIL, one Ellen kill, but kill still kill. And you'll listen to the A Train Show on the real in the zone network. Back on the A Train Show, the A Train Arlington Lane. Want to thank Brianna Aldridge for coming on the program today. But I uh, got another guest in studio with me. Folks, you know who he is. You see him and you hear him on uh, the In The Zone show. He goes by the living legend, K-I-L. It's my partner in crime, Palmer Alexander III. What's good, man? You know, a lot of people don't realize that the In The Zone show is actually your show. It is. But I, I just I just hijacked it. <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much did. I mean, I still produce it, though. But the reason why I have you doing that is because I see something within you. <laughs> Did I not set that up? <laughs> Where you can take over, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't want to see no MRI on your arm. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you pat exactly. yourself on the back. <laughs> you see it something with the side. <laughs> no, but for oh, real. Oh, so gracious. No, 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 for real, though. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we had... Oh, man. In the Zone has been around now for... This is the ninth year for me when I started it nine years ago. And... You've been, you actually came 
we did some stuff together about two years later. Oh, no, we did it that same year, 2011, right? Did we do anything then, or was it no, after I, the fact? Uh, no, it was 2013, right? Yeah, it was 20. It was 2013. Right. It was 2013. And then we didn't really come together until five years ago, 2015, and we started. Yeah, I mean, you was it was 2014, and I was uh, I was in between radio gigs. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> As, For real. As usual, you know, uh, a lot of times when when I did get radio gigs around here, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I take the opportunities, you know, when I got them. But it was kind of like, damn, they can't find nobody else, you know. But no, on the real though, um, shouts out to Emory Allen, man. Yeah. You know, he reached out to me, I believe in 2013. Uh-huh. When he was over at CBS 920. And... So they 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 need somebody to do some some RAM analysis, and I was right for the St. Louis American at the time, and so I did 13 straight weeks on that show, mm-hmm. right? And I used to come on six o'clock at night. It was in 2013. I did 13 straight Fridays, man, sitting in the back seat of my Lexus with a boiler maker. <laughs> 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 you know, but okay. you know, talking about how 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 bad Jeff Fisher was and and, and Brian Scheinheimer and stuff like that. But I remember you calling me. Uh, I think like that following morning. I think after the uh, it was a Jack Clark and uh, Kevin Slayton. Yeah, that is. Yeah, you call you called me that morning. It was. I I remember I was like the. Uh, I like I remember just getting off the air. Uh huh. You know, a few hours after all that stuff went down. Yep. And we just always kept in contact. And then I think 2014, we cut something up in, in Creve Core. Yep. Did something up there. And then in 2015, man, it just, it just kind of, things just came together. Yeah. Know? When we decided to do that, I mean, I, I'm not ashamed to say where I was. Uh, I was over at, uh, Established radio station. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> gotcha. But no, I was at a I was at a radio station and uh, and uh, I asked Paul and say, "Hey man, you know let's let's see what we can do, man. Kind of put together a little show and you know see what come out of it, getting the podcast and whatnot." You was kind of reluctant to do it because you know you was you was tuned into more of a radio, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was that, and then I was writing. And then I was in the middle of this big, like, I was in the biggest story of my life was the Rams uh-huh. and this whole stadium thing. And so mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of radio stuff, and the podcasting thing, I'm like, uh, I, w- I was a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once I started to dig off into it, I started doing it, and then... Um, I don't know, my heart wasn't, I can say my heart wasn't into it, but I, I know I was half-assed, you know. I definitely wasn't, and I think it was that day, because I was doing it at night, I think one time I just, I know I totally mailed it in, right? I didn't want to do the, I didn't want to do the shit, it's like midnight, and I, and I remember telling you, I was like, look man, call me anytime I'm ready, I do it, and Arnton downtown, Arnton called me on a Friday night, like one o'clock in the morning. My eyes the color of uh, uh, Mr. Pure Cranberry. <laughs> I ain't smoked. I ain't drank. I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's do this. 
And when I heard the playback, it, it was horrible. It was it was horrible because it just sounded like I was I was toe up. I mean, I was, I was, but I started taking it more serious and whatnot. And I, now I use eye drops. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know something, man. Let me tell you something. I remember when we did the very first show together, and we had. Uh, my man Kenny Newhouse, he was producing it for us. Oh yeah, Kenny Newhouse. You know, people that yeah, we had a producer before. <laughs> I took, and I'm and I'm not dis, I'm not dissing and then, Kenny. And then we cut that, we cut that in March. Yeah, it was in March of 2015. Exactly. We cut that. Yeah, we cut the pilot. Yep. Cut the, cut the sure pilot. Sure did. And uh, it had a weird name at the time. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But uh, when we stuck with In the Zone, and uh, you know, we wanted to do it as a, I wanted to do it like as a hoop show. And I'm like, no, we got to do it as a sports show. And I remember talking with uh, my program director. He was like, what do you guys got? And I sent him some. He was like, well, everybody does it. I'm like, all right, so you know what the hell with that. I'm just going to go ahead and do it on my own, strike on my own, and go and do it that way. And so we kept going. And then the Rams left. A lot of our content at the beginning was about the Rams. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it back. When, when it really hit to me, when it hit the what, what made in the zone really take off was one. You, you said, "Hey, man," because I did the sixty minute warning. The sixty minute warning was my thing, and that's when I, uh, when I first started doing radio. And it was at New Black City, you know, 2003, and that and that was my first gig, my first ordinary gig. And so when I was working in New Black City in 2003 and start, you know, covering the Rams and stuff like that, and I'm like, well, I I, I felt myself like, okay, it's like I'm I'm starting all over again, and Arnton had had the idea like, you know, hey man, you need to do a monologue. I'm thinking to myself, like, do a monologue. And, uh, you know, I know other guys, they've they done that in their shows and whatnot. And I said, well, if I do this, and I have to put my own little, my own little personal thing on it. So mm-hmm. one day before I cut one, and just like wrestling, you know, it's like when you're doing radio, you do get into character, you know, to, to somewhat. Because it is an extension of myself. So, like, when you hear me in a monologue and I'm, I'm animated and whatnot, it's, that's, like, one of the few times I'm, a, I'm able to really, like, let, like, whatever that emotion out. You know, I might be feeling some aggression or maybe some something like that. But I got I got some recall. So when I recall stuff, I'm, you know, that's that's the emotion I felt. So if I'm mad, if I, if I feel like, you know, uh, fuck whoever it was at that moment. I mean, that's that's how it was at that at that moment. Uh, I don't know if it's you know, like I don't have no no on standing beefs, you know, because I don't have time for that. But I mean, at that time when it was on, it was static on. Right, exactly. And uh, one of the things that uh, folks, if you're not listening into the A Train Show, I'm talking with uh, Palmer Alexander the uh, Third, esteemed colleague of mine, the <laughs> Zone Network, partner in crime. You call whatever you want. What what was the, the monologue, that first monologue, <laughs> the one the, the, that got it kicked off, and it was uh, was it the father? I was troll. I was no, I was trolling, and I, I didn't realize I was such a good troll, but I can't troll pretty good. 
And so the first one, it was about the testicle festival. Yes, that's it. Yeah, and, that's and it. The, 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 and I cut a monologue, and I was poking fun at the at the uh, at the Missouri uh, legislators. You know, because I just I just felt like they was full of it, and I felt like since they was in such opposition of of St. Louis getting funds for a stadium, but they would gladly attend the testicle festival uh, in the Ozarks. I mean, uh, when I found out that you know, I don't know if Robert Schaff or 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 the other guy uh, Sylvie, yeah, Ryan Sylvie. I don't know if they ever attended the testicle festival uh, in in the Ozarks. Uh, you know, because I, I hear they have uh, moose and uh, turkey. Elk. Uh, elk. They have they have all kind of uh, testicles for their festival, <laughs> but it's one of those things that they. I mean, this that's one of those cultural things because you know, damn well, not nobody black, right, is is going to the Tesco festival, and if they knew why they was going to the Tesco festival, then you'd be nuts. All right, I'm sorry, that was I couldn't help that one. No, you couldn't. <laughs> you never could. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But yeah, that was one of the first, I think, but one of the more memorable ones. It was the from, Father's Day. Yes, the Father's Day matter monologue. Fact, matter of fact, I, you should go back to that. Let's go. Hey, you know what? If I can find it. <laughs> oh no! Don't worry, it's on SoundCloud. Oh, it, that's right. Yeah, some some of the early shit I got on SoundCloud. All right, well we'll go and check that out. The Father's Day monologue. Right now. That's what made it happen. I was greeted by my friends out of Rams Park. <laughs> My friends in the PR department. And apparently, uh, they had some issues with my my latest story about Kevin Demoff. Hmm. And so when the last practice of OTAs was getting ready to end, and one of the members came over and said, Well, who would you like to interview today? And I said, Well, let me get um, let me get Rodney McLeod. And so to my left, I see DeMarco Foss standing over there. And then a, mm. then another member, then another member of the media staff shouted over, Don't give him no interview. Don't give him no interview with that. He wrote that bullshit story. He wrote that bullshit story. <laughs> and I'm I'm standing there in disbelief. You saying this in front of other media members? And you saying this in front of season ticket holders that I that I wrote a, this bullshit story. So I went along with it. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, brother? I love you, brother. You wrote that bullshit story. I love you, brother. You wrote that bullshit. I love you, brother. I love you. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Oh, man. Shitoata. Hey, man. Listen, the preparation H stuff, right? The old <laughs> when 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 you get that when you get that irritation going on, and you man, you better hold it together, man. You need to hold right. it together. I'm holding so, it together, man. I, so that's hey, that explains a lot of things, like that old blue hair lady in the preparation H commercial, all those high notes that Andy Gibbs was able to hit for the BGs. From inside, middle, butt itch. I have just figured out what's their problem. If the Rams just throw their underwear away in the PR department, (laughs) they won't have this problem. You're right. They so won't. They won't have this problem. They won't. And if you stop having seasons like 1 and 15 and 7 and 9 and 7 and 8 and 7 and 9 and 6 and 10, I show you some love. But just in case you thought I never showed you no love during all those years of losing – 
Uh, I think I got a clip that shows me showing you guys some love. What does this fan fest mean to St. Louis and the fans of the Rams? I think it's more connected with the community. You see a lot of the faces that were out there, uh, a lot of young kids. And, you know, this is how you connect with the fan base. Uh, you know, they've been losing. That's, that's a known factor. But I think when you do things like this, you, you, you make it free for the public. They get a chance to see the product out on the field. And, again, again, give you that chance to connect with the community. And that's what's very important with the Rams. The Blues do it well. The Quarters do it well. And the Rams are right there with them step by step. Oh, show, show you some love. Bullshit story. Don't F this up. Oh, I apologize. How dare me? As the late Dusty Rhodes would say, stop hassling the people. See, that's where the bullshit is. Shatoata. Oh, uh, let me tell you something, folks. That was trolling, wasn't it? Without a without question. But but, but, the, the, but the hit back, man. The clip. The yes. clip. By showing them some love. Yeah. That 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 was the early that was that was that was the early sign of beginning. Like let you know, like if you call yourself trying to sun me or front me, come at me like that. Uh, I have receipts, and my receipts are allowed, and they have never been repudiated. Because you don't know what I know, exactly. right? And you don't know you don't know how I'm keeping track. And so that was a good example. You know, just be careful of, about you know uh, fucking with me or exactly. fucking with the network. And we got a lot of blowback from folks saying, "Hey, why are you guys talking like that?" Or why is the show sound this way? I was like, well, check this out. This is podcasting. This ain't the radio. And because you do have the freedom of what you want to say, how you want to say it. And I remember the year after that, with that issue with uh, Will Smith. And you cut a monologue on Sam Sausagehead. Oh, man, I hadn't forgotten it. Sam Sausagehead. I have Was never it the forgotten. when when I when, when I talked about when everybody wants to be a sausage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. I bet it sounded a little bit. What what it sound like? <laughs> and now to the last sausage head, and this guy I shouldn't even say nothing about sausage because he probably already ate one or two or three or four dozen. Jason Whitlock. Now this garbage about Kobe Bryant. First of all, I'm not the biggest Laker fan out there, and I'm, I'm known not to be the biggest Kobe Bryant fan, but I felt that Jason Whitlock was completely out of line, and I, I just don't understand how they keep trotting him out. And, and, and you know what? I'm going I'm to keep it not 100, not 1,000. I'm going to keep it infinity. I haven't liked him going back to 2004 when he was working for the Kansas City Star and he had that bullshit misquote of the late Damian Nash. I thought that was chicken shit. And it looks like the tomfoolery and the tomfuckery is still going on. Somebody referred to him as an Uncle Tom. Oh, I wouldn't offend Tom like that. 
You're listening to In The Zone. This guy's cracking toilet seats all over the country. Chateau tie. You're listening to In The Zone. City to city. State to state. Worldwide. It sounded like that. But oh, my thing boy. is. You, do, you, do, you think, do you think that... Um, that they are looking at Jason Whitlock with the side eye when he goes into an airport restaurant now? You know, like, that's him. That's him. Check the foundation. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, or the person that had replied and responded to that. Because that person also hit me up. He probably, well, he probably corrected you and told you that he's a vegan. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say we don't touch base no more. (laughs) <laughs> he was upset about that And I'm like If you have a problem with that You take it with the person That talked about it That was some savage shit man. You take it up with him And you- he's like This is your show ain't it I was like It is But I'm gonna allow what's said If it come off as truth Because you know That's what it was And you were being Condescending about The whole situation From the get go And you knew that You were being a villain Because you wanted to Sit there and act like nobody should feel sorry for him. And why are you sitting here saying rest in peace for some stuff that you don't have, you say any no value to? When anybody's dead, you don't sit there and say some savage crap about that. You don't do that. And so I had a problem with it. And I was like, well, I'll let Palmer go on the platform and say something about it. I showed it to him and let him loose. I didn't care. And I still don't care to this day. I can X one out and add another. That's not a problem. Not a problem whatsoever. Yeah. And, you know, 2016 was uh, interesting, too, because, you know, (laughs) about a couple of months later, right, I get fired by... By phone call by the St. Louis American. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember how that hot mic turned out? Oh, you can't play that one. No, I can't. Can't do that. No, we can't do the hot mic. Oh, um, man. But one day, maybe one day, I don't know. Oh, uh, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> this is the A-Train Show, ladies and gentlemen, speaking it over with Palmer Alexander the third, uh, my esteemed colleague on uh, the End Zone Network. Hey, I heard they got Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. But, uh, yeah. Uh, 2016 brought a lot of great moments to us, especially with our good buddies out of Los Angeles, you know. And one particular media guy there in L.A., Fred Rogan, had mentioned us. Yeah, but no, he caught a lot. He caught like the LA stuff was 2015. Like by 2016, they had already moved, and yeah, that was that was that was kind of dead, you know. But even unless, then, unless you want to recut the segment, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Let's see. All I know is we got mentioned. That's all that mattered to me. This is the Fred Rogan Show. Oh my God, who the hell cares? Afternoons. A couple of minutes, I'm going to tell you a story about a friend of mine. Something bad happened to him. Well, we'll see if you agree. Funny, I tell you things and people hear what they want to hear. Isn't that the damnedest thing? You sit here and you explain something and people hear what they want to hear. There's a podcast in St. Louis called In the Zone. And uh, they don't like us very much because they think that, you know, we are rooting for the Rams. And uh, we, 
we take the position that they're leaving St. Louis. So I just tell you this whole story about how the Rams are going to leave St. Louis, and here are, here, here are the requirements. But I also tell you in the story that they're going to leave anyway. It's just a matter of when. And I just tell you this, the whole thing, and that the proposal is really being used at this point in time is leverage. That's it. Leverage to get Kroenke, in my opinion, to do what they want him to do. But even if he doesn't go now, he's going. Now, I've said that forever in the zone. Nice job backtracking, LOL. No, I've already told you that. That's not backtracking. I'm telling you, there's no victory. There's no victory if they don't leave. It only prolongs the agony. All right. This is the Fred Rogan Show. Who in the blue hell is that Rudy Pooh? Afternoons. A couple of minutes, I'm going to tell you a story about a friend of mine. Something bad happened to him. Well, we'll see if you agree. Funny, I tell you things and people hear what they want to hear. Isn't that the damnedest thing? You sit here and you explain something and people hear what they want to hear. There's a podcast in St. Louis called In the Zone. And uh, they don't like us very much because they think that, you know, we are rooting for the Rams and uh, we we take the position that they're leaving St. Louis. So I just tell you this whole story about how the Rams are going to leave St. Louis. And here are, here, here are the requirements. But I also tell you in the story that they're going to leave anyway. It's just a matter of when. And I just tell you this, the whole thing, and that the proposal is really being used at this point in time is leverage. That's it. Leverage to get Kroenke, in my opinion, to do what they want him to do. But even if he doesn't go now, he's going. Now, I've said that forever in the zone. Nice job backtracking, LOL. No, I've already told you that. That's not backtracking. I'm telling you, there's no victory. There's no victory if they don't leave. It only prolongs the agony. No, no, no. So that happened. And then I will say... When we got to 2017, it was kind of – that wasn't – honestly, it was not a lot that we could do at that point. So we thought. Right. <laughs> so we thought. Until the race for mayor happened. Oh, my. In order, you know, to become, you know, a successful politician, you got to have something. You got to have an intangible. Sometimes some people have bad attitudes. You know, I remember this song by the Barcades, man. Turn, turn the music down, man. See, this isn't a problem, man. It's your attitude is what describes you. What you want to be may not be what the people see. That's the fucking race for mayor. You're listening to it in the zone. It's about your attitude. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Turn it up, man. Who wants to be mayor? Who wants their ass kissed? Line up. What you want to be? Wow. It just may not be what the people How many times you want me to vote for you? Yeah. It's up to your attitude. Some people got bad attitudes. To show the real you. The real you. All right, man. <laughs> you listen in the zone. Two fingers in the air. Hey, man, you think you think, you think think I can get me a loan, man? 20, 25 grand? What do you think? 
two finger that. You listening in the zone. Give me some Doritos, man. <laughs> and somehow that person felt attacked. But then, out of all of the greatness, came that time when the Reverend Aha got burned making fish plates. Well, we never aired that. Part when the Reverend got burnt by when he was making fish plates, and I promised Byron that he would hear this. Now I got burned by the grease. Ah, ah. Oh, the beast. The grease is burning me now. Fish plates and fish plates. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hold on. Yes, fish plates. Oh, I felt Oh, I'm on the Renoso. Oh, I'm on the Renoso. Woo! I'm getting a blister on my toe. Woo! Yes, ah, yes, ah, yes, ah, can, 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 can. I'll never forget that day that we was in the studio and there was a knock on the door. That's a big ass studio door, big heavy door CBS. And here's the thing. Usually in a studio like that, you can't hear anything. You're not supposed to hear anything coming out of that door. But you were so loud that day, a knock came on the door. And then there was a uh, co-worker of mine. He walked in and he said, is he preaching right now? And I looked at him laughing. I was like, yes, he really is. <laughs> hey, I, I troll good, man. I'm like, uh, like <laughs> if I feel, again, like I don't mess with anybody, right? I don't. And I do believe you treat people the way you want to be treated or whatnot. But, man, I mean... If, if I feel like, like I take 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 this take this example. I've been in clubs. I've been in many clubs. Right. And one thing I do know that you can say excuse me so many times. Right. right? <laughs> right. So eventually you have to learn how to move. It's like, like excuse excuse me excuse me excuse me excuse me excuse me excuse me. You know you have to put your body on somebody. I mean, that's all that shit is. So every now and then, I have to say, excuse me. You know right. what I'm saying? And it had nothing to do with being tough or anything. Sometimes you just have to let people know, like, I am here. I'm here. And when I say I have sat on many of occasions, well, all of them. <laughs> let's, let's just be real, all of them. I, I don't think we've ever, if I missed something, we just didn't do anything. But on every occasion, there. Every occasion that I sat in, there will always be at least one history lesson that had to be given. It was a history lesson. Yeah. And so, you know, just had to let you know that what you may hear 
is not exactly the truth, so maybe you should hear the truth from yeah, a different yeah, angle. Yeah, yeah, that, that reminds me of that time when I, I had to cut that one in the spring uh, uh, on Bernie. And let me fast forward to 2010. No, 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 no. Pardon me. Let's go to 2005. You know, I was talking earlier about him and Charlie Tuna. You know, the one thing that always got me about that is when Charlie had a little brush with the law. And I remember being out of Rams Park and everybody in the media room was talking about what happened, what went down. And Charlie's been asking about Bernie. He says, where's Bernie? Have you seen Bernie? Ber has Bernie asked about me? So I asked Bernie about that. And Bernie just shuns Charlie to me. I have nothing to say to Charlie. He should have known better. He should have knew better. He should have known better. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I thought he was your boy. I thought you had his back. Oh, I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. I don't say nothing. That's not true. And nothing, that's not real. You better understand, I've been keeping score for a long ass time. You are listening to In The Zone. Check that fact. It's real. I'll never forget the feedback on Bernie. A lot of people came up and said, I'm so glad that you cut that on Bernie it's because I was uh, real impressed. That's one of my favorite monologues to this day. You know what, man? The thing about, like, that whole Bernie monologue is that the big homie, too, Mo Drummond, he, he, when he heard it, he was like, I know that was real personal. You've been wanting to say that for years. And, you know, and it was a lot of stuff because, I, you know, I gave a timeline of stuff. And, like, as long as, as, as I've known him or whatnot and, and thought that I had a relationship or anything like that, and, like, you know, when you get slighted, that just make you feel a certain way. And <clears throat> I just got tired, you know, of the way, like, grown-ass men – was was scared you know what i'm saying just 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 were coward i mean he's he he's a man i mean why why i mean straight up and down when we was at rams park when we got in, when we we had words about the ken wilson thing i mean when he called me kid i mean let me listen i did not i did not go to college bernie knew that bernie knew that and for when, but when he called me kid you know i grew up in north st louis and my parents lived in Hathaway Manor in the Castle Point subdivision. Damn neighborhood. Shots out. And so I just, I, it, it triggered me, right? And I mean, and I've been a counselor and whatnot, I mean, I, but I felt, I felt that, I felt that it just, it just, it just, it, I, I felt triggered when he said kid. And I mean, really, it, it was about to be like, it's, it's about to be popcorn, man. Yeah. Instant offense, man. I'm about to light this motherfucking ass up instantly. <laughs> but I had a thing like I, I wasn't on yet and I wasn't solidified really yet. So that wasn't the time to slap the shit out of somebody. But I got mad at that that quickly because because I didn't like the idea of somebody looking down at me. You know, at the time I was working in Berkeley, slanging trash and shit. You know, five days a week. I wasn't ashamed of the fact that I slang trash. I wasn't slanging drugs. 
You know what I'm saying? I bought my first Lexus laying in trash, but I worked hard. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I worked hard, and I just didn't like the idea of somebody looking down their nose at me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm providing good content, good material, even though I'm not out there every day like you guys are. So I just hated that. I resented that, and I hate I, and it, and it's, and it, it built up in me so long. So it, it didn't matter if it was Bernie, Steve Savard. Uh, listen, my issue with him was when I first met Steve Savard, right? And so I'm out of Rams Park, and I see Steve Savard, and I, I say, hey, Steve Savard, how you doing? It's nice to meet you. I'm a fan of your work, man. Hey, you know, Vicky New was working there at the time. And so I said, hey, man, what? Uh, so so what do you think about Vicky New? So Steve Savoy leans into me, right, with his grin. And then so he started rubbing his fingers against it. Yeah, you got you to gotta have some jack to get with somebody like that. And so I'm looking at him because it was real awkward, right? And I'm wondering, like, why why would he say some shit like that to me? Now, I know these people, they won't remember because they so, you know, they so in, in their own self. But I don't forget shit like that. You know, you're going you gonna, to like that you need some money. First of all, you don't even know what I got, what I'm working with, what to make her work, right? He don't know that. That could also come you know off a little different, that, Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, absolutely. So... Again, I just never, I never liked that. I resent Rob Dezir, Rob Dezir, brother. Rob Dezir at Fox 2, he had it going on. Him and April Simpson, right? Yep. I see Rob Dezir at, out there at Rams Park. I say, hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? Extend my hand. He walked past me like I wasn't there. So when another black man, will you do that to me? You know, and, and it caught I'm like, I know. He big times you. Yeah, I know he did. I, I'm like, I know he didn't just walk past me. So when Marshall Falk was ready to, to to whoop his ass after the Patriots game, and then he was, you know, looking for people to stand by to hold somebody back, I wasn't about to hold nobody back. You about to get your ass whooped, player. <laughs> you, you Really, if you, you big time he walked past, and then you about to get your ass whooped, you think I'm about to hold somebody back from you about to get your ass whooped? Man, please have a sip. And that's all there is to it. <laughs> Real talk, man. Real talk. But still, man, Don't, it's like, okay. Real talk. I'll, 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 since you brought up something like that, I remember the time when Michael Sam was drafted by And I called you. I had you come out to Rams Park. Yep. Had you come out to Rams Park to, help to shoot shoot that interview. And I'm going to tell you another story. So, this, this, listen, I'm a, I'm on to, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm big bro. And I made sure that I wasn't going to let nobody, you know, treat Arlington any kind of particular way. And we out there, Michael Sam press conference, he'd get drafted. It was a big thing to do. So, Arlington sees uh, Andy Strickland. He see uh, see a couple of other media guys at, that he hasn't seen in a while. Arlington is extremely you know excited to see those guys because like hey I'm out here at Rams Park. It's a big event. Yep. Pardon me. Excuse me. So I'm trying to you know get him like hey hey easy man because these guys are some different kind of shit. Arlington has the camera Ishmael gave you know gave gave me and the tripod you know to shoot the interview and Andy Arch walks over to Andy Strickland hey Andy how you doing what not you know and 
he turns and looks at Arlington, and he said, "So, so, uh, so, what, what you doing here? What you doing here with your with your little uh, with your little Viewmaster camera? You know what you gonna do? What you gonna do?" And uh, Arlington had this strange look on his face. It was. I, but I didn't like that look that he had on his face. You saw it. That's what was crazy. I, didn't, I, didn't, I saw it. He had this look on his face. I did not like it, right? Because I knew he was being bullied. They was trying to son him. So I walk over. I say, I say, Arjun, go go over to the other side of the, uh, you know, of, of, of the conference room. So man, you know, I walked up on him, man. I got up. I got up real close up on him. I, and I, and I said, I said, hey man, that little that little Viewmaster camera. It shot pretty good in Sad Channel 4. Have you ever been in Sad Channel 4? You know how the fuck that building looked? That's what I thought. You're not gonna get you're not gonna you're not gonna make him feel that way. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna be pushing him around. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how they do. It's like here in St. Louis, they look at you like you ain't shit, right? If oh, you if man. you're not if you're not in certain circles or whatnot, if you're mm. not with this clique, they look at you like you're shit. I remember when Charlie Marlowe first got here at the channel two, didn't know nobody, right? Walking to the media room, right? Mm -hmm. Look look around the media room. Uh, okay, I see the see the guy. But you don't know, make eye contact with me. I just get done talking with Brian Burwell, but look at me like I ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? But right. that's how they do. They don't realize how they do that stuff. But I'm not holding grudges, but I remember things like that. Exactly. And that's the thing. We don't dislike when you do little moments like that. The thing is, is that when it's acknowledged, don't act crazy like you never done that. Yeah. That's I mean, I mean I, I, I mean, I I got your shit. Your shit timestamp, man. <laughs> it's timestamp, man. Old time. That's crazy, man. Old time. Even, even, even now. But I'm not going to even go to it. Man, I can go to it right now, man. We living in real time, man. And yeah. I talked about on the, I talked about a monologue that hasn't aired and it's going to air. You know, Brian Stoll, and, and he's with the PR department of the, of the Battlehawks. And I love the Battlehawks. I love some of the stuff they do. I don't love the hire. I don't like him as the hire, period, because of of everything that has, has transpired so far, the rollout. I mean, all of that, man, all of that. I'm not, I'm not, I ain't, I ain't feeling that hire. If you look at, at, at what you are, you are an alternative league. You cannot be addressing us or anybody else as alternative media when you are an alternative league. Your initials are XFL, not NFL. Understand what your initials stand for. I know what NTZ stands for. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so again, when when he wasn't at one on one ESPN, when he wasn't at nine twenty, he was a party of one covering the Cardinals. All right, so he, I'm sure he probably didn't didn't like or, or appreciate, uh, you know, somebody uh, uh, treat him like like he's a small potato. But right? that's what you were. You know what I'm saying? At the if if that's how you want to refer to us, you have to remember where you came from, and that's the thing when people have start getting into an area of power. It's like, forget it. I don't even care. It's funny. It's funny how when we get to that point and then we start talking to you, then you want to act like nothing ever happened. Don't do that. Oh, man. You, you, first of all, that, I mean, that, first of all, that's why a lot of people, they, they not gonna, don't want to have a conversation because, one, I mean, really, I already know the truth. And I know what it is. And it's no, it's not, not, it's, we're not going to even waste any time going around around that. You know, just, just to keep it straight. Because if not, 
like I say, man, I don't go around walking around with, with chips on my shoulder, nothing like that. But one thing I do know that of all the years uh, being involved and seeing this shit that that has happened, that has transpired, I'm out here trying to get mine. And you're not going to be little or besmirch or anything like that. Try to small time because. Again, it's more than than just a podcast if you haven't been paying attention uh, because you choose not to. And, and that's and that's that's that man, that's okay because you know when I went to Vegas, it was big time. When I went to Atlanta, big time. They can't wait for me to get to Detroit and 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 all the other cities. And DC and, and, and the Houston. DMV, all, all of that, all of that showing us love. So again, Listen, all of them, they 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 in love with the market and, and you don't want to rule the market. You can have the market. I, just, I want the world. I, I just like, why is the market like that? And but it doesn't like I say, it just drives me crazy with but that. You know what? But that's why I that's why I personally, I personally, I took the mantra. <laughs> you can have the market. I want the world. That's all there is to it. Well, <laughs> we hate to go on a tangent like that, but it's just that's Ain't no true tangent, stuff, man. man. It's, it's just facts. So it's, it's right. Not, it's not but true stuff that we yeah, reveal. So it's not. It's not often because they all they hear the interviews and whatnot. They may hear my, they hear the monologues from time to time. So just you know, just letting just letting some uh, letting it rip. That's what it is. Right, and it's like if you want if you want to hear the real side, you can't come and talk to us. <laughs> we open. We'll let you know what's up. All right. Thank you, bro. Anytime, man. You got some producing to do, man. I sure do. Get to work. I got. (laughs) 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 The network is here, as always. Hey, man. Tell everyone where they can uh, they can find you, man. As a matter of fact, I I take it out. You can follow me at the legend K I L one L and kill, but kill still kill. You'll listen to the A Train show. You're listening to the End of Zone Network.